Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. Hope you're having a fantastic week. We are doing well here. I can't say we were doing great the beginning of the week. Uh, Two of my children, my oldest boys, Jake and Parker, both got their wisdom teeth out this past week. And uh, they're doing all right. Parker's definitely healing a lot faster to the point where he's pretty much eating almost all foods again, whereas Jake is having a little bit slower time reintroducing foods. He um, is really surviving off of applesauce and ice cream and uh, smoothies. And so this morning, I'm like, listen, you are losing way too much weight here. We need to get some calories in you. So we were smashing up avocado, making him eggs. So he is turning a corner. Very thankful for that. But yeah, in the recovery room, you know, I had my my camera, my phone all ready to videotape them. And, and, you know, they didn't disappoint. They fed off each other. They just could not stop giggling. Of course, they struggled to swallow the drink that she made them drink before they were allowed to leave. Ugh, you know, I finally got Jake to swallow his juice. And next thing I know, they wheel Parker out and I have to try to get him now to do it. So it was definitely a an interesting moment uh, that we got some video coverage of. And, um, and now they're healing and on the mend. So that was our week. Hopefully you guys had a great week and everybody stayed healthy in your family. Today we're going to talk about this topic of fragile diets versus durable diets. And in working with clients, I mean, I've been doing this for now almost 20 years. I, I got my, my cert, well, my CDR, um, my certificate in dietetics, my registration card in 2003. So we are coming up on 20 years, which makes me feel old, but that's all right. Uh, So yeah, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now and, and working with hundreds and hundreds, probably in the thousands at this point of clients that need help and support and looking for guidance, an expert to help them walk through this journey. And it's just such a privilege to be able to do that. But one of the things that I see a lot of my clients do wrong is they're following fragile diets. Now, what do I mean by fragile? Fragile diets are diets that one wrong move and it immediately takes you out of the game. They demand perfection from you. They have to follow a bunch of rules. There's no room for error. And if you mess up, you've got to start all over again because, well, you blew it. And unfortunately, a lot of us think that in order to get results, we have to follow these ridiculously strict diets because number one, we've set ourselves up for failure. 
we've procrastinated to the point where now we may need to lose weight for a wedding or a vacation, but we didn't give ourselves time to do it in a nice, slow, controlled, healthy manner. And now we've got two weeks to lose weight. And so we go hard or we seek out a diet plan that, you know, enables us to eat nothing and exercise for four hours a day and be miserable and the people around us are miserable and they don't work and we get frustrated why can't I follow this what's wrong with me well we're we're following a flawed system one that's designed to make you fail and it's designed to make you fail because it's so fragile what I want to teach you today is how to seek out a more durable plan right I even had my my one kid look up durable in the dictionary. I'm like, Charlie, look up the definition so I can write this down and, and use it in my podcast. And so durable is able to withstand wear, pressure, or damage. It's able to stand the test of time. And that's what we're looking for. Everybody says they want to have a live a healthier lifestyle, but nobody is actually doing the work that points them in that direction. They're still following these fragile plans. In fact, I read a email from a personal trainer that I follow, and she had sent out an email to anyone on her list, and she said, you need a plan that keeps you in the game, not one that takes you out. And she was referring to like following an exercise plan that is so incredibly hard that you wake up the next morning and you're so sore that you can't even possibly think about exercising. And you may not be able to work out for the next four to five days because your body, you know, is in recovery from how sore you are and how much injury you evoked on your body, right? Those types of workouts aren't helpful. Like you think, oh, I'm just going to keep pushing, keep pushing, and this is the way I'm going to get to my results faster. But if it ends up taking you out of the game, it's not the right plan. See, we want to do things that keep us in the game, things that allow us to keep showing up for ourselves, because we know that consistency is the root of all success. Not doing something once, then falling off, and then maybe doing something again the next week and then falling off. That's not helpful. And we know it doesn't work because we've tried it. We'll get all fired up. All right, I'm not going to eat any carbs. I'm not going to eat any sugar. I'm not going to eat any oils or fats. I'm only going to eat fruits or vegetables. And we do it for a day, maybe. And the next day we're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then we don't do anything healthy for the next four or five days. And then we get all motivated again. I'm not going to drink soda and I'm only going to drink water. I'm going to exercise two times a day. And then we wake up the next morning and we're sore and we're miserable and we're starving. And then we don't do it the next week or two weeks or for some of you, five years. Right? We need to find a plan that keeps us in the game, the ones that keep us engaged, that allow us to keep showing up in our best version of ourselves, excited and motivated to keep going. So that's what we're talking about today. How can we find a durable plan, one that can withstand pressure, one that can withstand withstand, that's not even a word, (laughs) one that can withstand the wear of our normal stressful lives. 
we can't follow something that is so fragile that the minute we we veer off course, the whole thing is ruined. It just doesn't make sense. So if we need to find workouts that keep us in the game, we also need to find nutrition plans that keep us in the game. So let's talk a little bit about these fragile diets, right? So I was trying to make a list of what are, what's an example of a fragile diet. Whole30, I think, is the perfect example of a fragile diet. Whole30 is don't eat this whole list of foods for 30 days, but if you mess up, you have to start all over. Um, I think it's called, what, 75 hard for 75 days. You know, do these two workouts. They have to be outside. You have to take pictures, no alcohol, only eat these foods for 75 days. And if you mess up, you've got to start all over again. Right? Calorie counting, macro counting, intermittent fasting. You've got to follow this rule in every certain circumstance. Never veer off course. Always follow the rules. And if you don't, you have blown it, and now you have to start all over again. And for a lot of us, we have been conditioned for a very long time to think that that's how diets work. But yet we know they don't work. But we have no other information, no one to show us another way, and so we keep trying to execute a flawed system. So how you know you are utilizing a fragile diet is one, it demands perfection. You can't mess up. Or it may not even be in the instructions that you can't mess up, like, oh, you have to start all over. But if your mindset is that of I can't mess up or it's all over, you know you are following a fragile diet. A lot of times fragile diets are going to include absolutes like you can never, don't eat this, only eat that, only eat at this time, don't drink that, always, never. Those absolutes are always a good indicator that you're going to follow a fragile diet. You know, I I think of intermittent fasting. I don't have a problem with intermittent fasting unless you tell me I can't do anything else except intermittent fast. For example... A lot of nights I work late. A lot of my clients come to me after work and that is when they want to come see us. That's a really great reason why you should come to Body Metrics, by the way, is we have evening hours and we have weekend hours and not a lot of offices do that. I always have to laugh when I have um, new hires come and they're like, I only want to work days. And I'm like, yes, me too. I would love to only work days, but that's not when our clients need us. And we are a client-centered practice. We want to make sure that we're there for you when you need us. And so just a little reason why you should come to our practice. All right. Visit us at bodymetricshealth.com to set up an appointment. Um, But I totally lost my train of thought there. So let's go back to intermittent fasting, right? They tell you that you can only eat at this time. You cannot eat past this time. But what happens to me when I have to work late? What happens to me when my schedule doesn't allow for me to eat a meal within the designated time frame that they give me? Does that mean I can no longer follow intermittent fasting? Does that mean that this diet will never work for me? No, right? I could do intermittent fasting on the other days, but that's not the, that's not the information portrayed. It's you either follow it 
and it's good or you don't and you can't follow it. That a diet like that would never, ever work for me because my schedule changes. And I know it wouldn't work for a lot of you because sometimes life happens and dinner doesn't happen till nine o'clock. I'd rather you eat something at nine o'clock than not eat and be starving and miserable, but tell yourself you can't do it because it's after 7.30 and you already told yourself you can't eat after 7.30. Like It's just not practical. At some point, you're going to quit because it's not conducive with your lifestyle. A durable plan, one that can withstand the test of time, means you can follow it in all circumstances. Do you follow me here? Am I, I? Hopefully I'm making sense. All right. A fragile plan, in addition to demanding perfection, including absolutes, never being able to veer off course, is they usually have a long to-do list. Like there's a lot of things you have to follow. And for a lot of us, we don't need a long list of things to follow. I always tell my clients, especially that very first visit, I like things to be simple. If it's simple, you'll actually follow through with it. If it's complicated, takes a lot of time, is confusing, gosh, that's an excellent reason to quit something. I like things to be extremely simple. Simple I can do. My life, my job, my kids, my family, all those things, they're stressful enough. I don't need to make nutrition stressful too. So you know you have found a fragile diet when it's complicated, it demands a lot from you, it demands perfection, it includes absolutes. And I know a lot of you are following fragile diets. Now, another reason how we know a diet is fragile is we're trying to follow it in isolation. Now, let me explain this a little bit because probably the one statement that I hear very often in my practice is, I should be able to do this on my own. It's almost as if they come to me in, as if I'm a priest and it's confession. And there's so much guilt and shame that they have to ask for help in this area. I always tell my clients, you are judging yourselves far more severely than I will ever judge you. So just let you know that up front. Anybody that comes in, you guys are judging yourselves so much more than I ever will. In order for this to be successful, we need tons of kindness and we need tons of grace. Okay. But a lot of you also bear the weight of, I should be able to do this on my own. And so you follow these plans in isolation by yourself. And then you get frustrated when you don't see results. And, and I just want you to know that we always do things better when we have community and support. I will always be your biggest cheerleader. Like, why not? I feel like I could sign up for a professional cheerleader to just follow me around and encourage me all day long when I'm trying to do the hard things, wouldn't that be great? Somebody would be like, you got this, keep going, don't doubt yourself. That would be absolutely wonderful. But we try to do this diet thing, this really hard thing, this demanding diet by ourselves. And two things happen when we do that. Number one, we demand a lot from ourselves. You know, in moments when things are hard, Will you be able to stand up for yourself? Most of my clients, myself included, 
you know, can't say a resounding yes. In every circumstance, I'll be able to stand up for myself and make the right decision. That's where having people around you can really help out because you can lean on them, right? Having a a person, whether it be a dietitian that you're working with, or maybe you're going to some classes for um, exercise, having that team of people around you to to encourage you and push you and be there for you is everything. Right? The I think about what are some of the really hard things I've done in my life. Right? I've written a book. I've started a podcast. I started a business. And I birthed five children. That's pretty much the highlight reel of every hard thing I've done. And I will tell you that I have not done any one of those things in isolation. Every hard thing that I have done, I have built a team around me to help and support and encourage and move me forward. There wasn't any way I was birthing kids on my own. Let's just be clear with that. All right. Although I will say that when I was having contractions with Jake, my first, uh, Jim was sitting in the corner on a rocking chair reading Better Homes and Gardens. And I kept telling him, like, this is not how I pictured it to be. I pictured you, like, by my side, like, counting and, and helping me breathe. And you're just, like, sitting over there reading, reading Better Homes and Gardens and looking at the monitor every once in a while and be like, oh, another one looks like it's coming. Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> but that's a whole podcast for another day. I could tell you stories uh, for days and days and days. Um, about my deliveries. And I'm sure all of you have some funny stories too. But um, yeah, I did not have children in isolation. I most certainly did not start this podcast by myself. I don't know the first thing about podcasts. You know, I had to do a lot of research. I had to find somebody to help me upload the videos onto a platform. I had to find a platform. Uh, you know, none of that was done by myself. I have guests on, you know, you just listening to me ramble week after week after week gets old, right? You like when I have guests on and I, I love having them to share their expertise. We do it as a team. When I wrote a book, I had to hire an editor. I had my front desk staff. Um, Kathy was integral to helping my book come forward and actually come to fruition because she, you know, really stepped in when I needed her and designed my book cover. Um, when I started a business, oh goodness, that was, you know, extremely challenging. I'm fortunate enough to get to do it with Jim. Uh, and now this incredible group of te- uh, people that we, uh, we have on our staff, but Every hard thing that I've done, it has always been with a team of people. And so if you're trying to do this hard thing, this nutrition thing, something that you've never had success with before, please, please, please think about having a community to help you. We have a class starting October 4th called Jumpstart. We've been running it for the past three years now, and it's been extremely successful. It's a six-week weight loss course. 
it's a health course too. I mean, we definitely go over all things nutrition and health, but a lot of people join the class for weight loss. And I would say the average weight loss in that six weeks is 10 pounds. So I'm not promising 20, 30 pounds, you know, because we are doing it a healthy way. But a lot of people have had great success with it. And one of the reasons why it's been so successful is that community support. There's a lot of accountability, but we actually create um, a community online where people can ask questions and and get advice and feel supported. And so if that's something that you're interested in, uh, please head over to our website, bodymetricshealth.com, and sign up for our Jumpstart class that begins October 4th. All right. So... Now that I've told you why the fragile plans don't work, especially if we do them in isolation, I want you to learn, (laughs) I want to teach you how do we create a durable plan, all right? And honestly, this doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be difficult at all. Number one, I want you to figure out and get very, very clear on what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? This takes a lot of honesty. Here's the thing. We are going to create a plan, a durable plan that you're actually going to follow. We're not going to create a plan that has a list of shoulds. Well, this is what I should do, and this is what I should do, and I feel like this is what I need to do, too, in order to be successful. What are you actually willing to do? Think about it. Are you willing to decrease your soda consumption? Or maybe that's not on the table right now. Maybe instead you're willing to decrease the sugar in your morning coffee. What foods do you want to include in your durable plan, and what foods are you willing to forgo? Like, think about it. When you're, what are your everyday foods that you want to include in your diet? What are the foods you want to eat when you go on vacation or to a picnic? How does that change or does it change? Like, get very, very clear with yourself. What do you want to do? What are you willing to do? Instead of creating this perfect plan, this fragile plan that the minute you mess up, actually think about creating a plan you're going to follow. Be reasonable. I just had a client this week where we did this very exercise. She was going on vacation with her family and she told me that she feels like she shouldn't do anything because she gained weight the week before. Uh, she's like, I'm just very, very nervous going on vacation. Um, I don't want to allow myself to eat anything extra because, you know, I gained this weight and I I don't deserve it. it. Almost like she was punishing herself because she gained a few pounds the month before she wanted to punish herself by not letting herself eat anything on vacation with her family. I was like, that's not going to work. She was so fearful going into this vacation thinking how she's going to have to be so strong and so strict with herself that it was making her emotional. Like we are not going to go into this vacation in fear. It's, it's just, it's not going to work. Like let's actually come up with a plan that you're going to follow. 
right? She wanted to have ice cream with her family, as most people do when they're on vacation, right? How many times do you think is reasonable to have have ice cream on vacation? Is that five times a week? Is it two times a week? I don't know what that answer is, but what is a plan you're actually going to follow? Instead of telling yourself, I'm not going to have any ice cream, and then feeling like a failure because you blew it on something else, eating ice cream every single night after dinner and lunch. Like, let's just be real here. What do you want? What are you willing to do? What are some of the easy decisions you're willing to make? And what are some of the hard decisions you're, make, you're willing to make in favor of eating other foods? What do you want to do? What will you actually follow? That is what you're going to start with. That's how you know you have a durable plan. Because it's not punishing, it's not fear-based, and you actually have your best interest at heart. It's one you can follow that can withstand the test of time, withstand wear pressure of life. All right, so that's step one. Figure out what do you want to do? What are you willing to do? What What do you want to do? I think I repeated that twice now. All right. And then here's step two. You're actually going to do the things you say you're going to do. We're not just going to blow smoke here. We're not just going to, you know, create this long list of shoulds. Well, I should do this and I should do that. And I should, you know, this is what I should be eating for breakfast. And this is what I should eat when all my family eats, you know, ice cream at night. I should be eating watermelon, which is great if that's what you want. Um, But... Once you figure out what your plan is and what you're actually going to follow, now I want you to actually follow it. I I want you to do the work. This is how you build trust with yourself. You do what you say you're going to do. For so many of us, we have been on countless amounts of diets, too many diets to name. We've tried everything out there. And every time that we have stopped doing the diet, we break trust with ourselves and in doing so, we harm our relationship with ourselves. We harm our relationship with food. The problem isn't you. It's just you picked a flawed system. You picked a fragile plan. You were destined to fail. And instead of you thinking that you messed up, you picked the wrong plan. That's all that happened. All right. When you figure out what you want to do and you do the work, that is how you build trust with yourself again. That is how your brain begins to trust you that, hey, we did something good here. We created a a durable plan and we followed through with it. Let's do this again tomorrow. That feels good, right? We didn't quit on ourselves as soon as things got hard because we didn't create a hard plan to begin with. We created a plan that we knew we could not fail at. It may not be what... Every other diet says it should look like, but we didn't fail today. And we start to build trust and we can show up for ourselves the next day because we created such a practical plan. All right. The one thing that I will say is it's an activity I've actually been doing a lot with my clients is I want you to visualize what do you want your future self to look like? You know, I want you to think about how are you going to feel? Maybe how are you going to 
What decisions are you going to make around food and exercise and sleep and health and water and all the things? I want you to imagine that you are at your goal. And then I want you to think about what does that person do? What decisions does that person make? You're not going to just wake up one day and all of a sudden magically just make all the right decisions because you miraculously woke up with enough willpower that day. We actually have to take steps towards that person. I don't care how, how slow the steps are. I don't, you don't, we don't need to take giant leaps. Giant leaps usually leave us knocked over. But we need the small steps that inch us towards that person. And how we do that is we create plans, very well thought out plans that have our best interests at heart, that know what situations we're going to be and allow for us to enjoy ourselves, but still have our health goals in mind. That is how we create a durable plan and show up for it over and over again. So your homework assignment, if you will, is to evaluate your current lifestyle when it comes to nutrition and health. Are you following a fragile plan? Are you creating a durable plan and following that? And if you need help, please, please, please utilize us. We are here to help you. All right. You can see any one of our dietitians. Go to bodymetricshealth.com and and you can see our profiles and you can pick the person that you think you would be the best match with. All right. Utilize it. A lot of people use their health insurance. I would say 95% of the people that come into our business utilize their health insurance for our services. Okay. If you're looking for that community support, Sign up for our October 4th Jumpstart class. Again, it's six weeks. So uh, it's not long and drawn out, but it's going to offer you a lot of that community support and accountability to help you make sure that you're following the things that you want to, that you want to do. You actually go through with it instead of starting it and then quitting. All right, guys, that's what I've got for you today. Uh, Let's move to your recipe. I actually found a a healthier chicken salad, um, which is great over the summer. Uh, You can enjoy it uh, in a tortilla wrap, on a bed of lettuce, on sandwich bread, whole grain sandwich bread, even top it in a salad. I like it that way as well. Uh, For this recipe, you're going to need one pound of cooked chicken, which is going to be about three cups cubed, three quarter cup of diced celery, which is about three large stalks, a quarter cup of red onion, finely chopped, a quarter cup of parsley or dill, finely chopped, whichever one you like. I like dill. Uh, One cup of pecans, toasted. You could alternatively, alternatively, geez, use almonds or cashews, but I like the pecans here. A half a cup of plain Greek yogurt, a quarter cup of mayonnaise, two teaspoons of Dijon mustard, a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar, half a teaspoon of salt, and a little bit of black pepper to taste. All right. And this is one of my favorite recipes, guys. Just throw every single one of those ingredients into a bowl, dump them in, stir it up. 
Uh, you can adjust the salt and pepper to taste if necessary. I think it's fine. And then you just want to make sure you refrigerate that for at least two hours uh, just so all those flavors marry and it definitely tastes better cold. All right. Uh, this will uh, stay in your refrigerator in an airtight container for up to five days. Uh, another thing is I like to do carrot chips. I call them carrot chips. So some grocery stores will carry um, carrots that are in the shape of a potato chip and they're wavy. Uh, and um, I'll use that as my vehicle to eat the chicken salad. So um, just another option. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.